Chapter Twenty Eight of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas. The translator is unknown. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Gail Timmerman Vaughan. Chapter Twenty Eight: The Ambassador's Hotel. On returning to their hotel, these gentlemen found Ducreneau dining quietly in his bureau. Beausir desired him, when he had finished, to go up and see the ambassador, and added, "You will see, my dear Chancellor, that Monsieur de Souza is not an ordinary man. I see that already." His Excellency, continued Beausire, wishes to take a distinguished position in Paris, and this residence will be insupportable to him. He will require a private house. That will complicate the diplomatic business, said Ducourneau. We shall have to go so often to obtain a signature. His Excellency will give you a carriage, Monsieur Ducourneau. A carriage for me? Certainly. Every Chancellor of a great ambassador should have a carriage. But we will talk of that afterwards. His Excellency wishes to know where the strong-box is. Upstairs, close to his own room. So far from you? For greater safety, sir. Robbers would find greater difficulty in penetrating there than here on the ground floor. Robbers, said Beausire disdainfully, for such a little sum. One hundred thousand francs, said Ducourneau. It is easy to see Monsieur de Souza is rich, but there is not more kept in any ambassador's house in Europe. Shall we examine it now? said Beausire. I am rather in a hurry to attend to my own business. Immediately, monsieur, they went up, and the money was found all right. Ducourneau gave his key to Beausire, who kept it for some time, pretending to admire its ingenious construction, while he cleverly took the impression of it in wax. Then he gave it back, saying, Keep it, monsieur Ducourneau, it is better in your hands than in mine. Let us now go to the ambassador. They found Don Manuel drinking chocolate, and apparently much occupied with a paper covered with ciphers. Do you understand the ciphers used in the late correspondence? said he to the Chancellor. No, Your Excellency. I should wish you to learn it. It will save me a great deal of trouble. What about the box? said he to Beausire. Perfectly correct, like everything else with which Monsieur de Cournot has any connection. Well, sit down, Monsieur de Cournot. I want you to give me some information. Do you know an honest jeweller in Paris? There are Messieurs Beaumet and Bossange, jewellers to the Queen but they are precisely the people I do not wish to employ. I have just quitted them never to return. Have they had the misfortune to displease your excellency? Seriously, Monsieur de Cournot. Oh, if I dare to speak, you may. I would ask how these people who bear so high a name. They are perfect Jews, Monsieur de Cournot, and their bad behavior will make them lose a million or two. I was sent by Her Gracious Majesty to make an offer to them for a diamond necklace. Oh, the famous necklace which had been ordered by the late king for Madame du Barry? You are a valuable man, sir, you know everything. Well, now, I shall not buy it. Shall I interfere? Monsieur du no. Oh, only as a diplomatic affair. If you knew them at all. Bossange is a distant relation of mine. At this moment a valet opened the door, and announced Monsieur Beaumet and Bossange. Don Manuel rose quickly, and said in those angry tones, Send those people away. The valet made a step forward. No, you do it he said to the secretary. I beg you to allow me, said Ducrenet, and he advanced to meet them. There, this affair is destined to fail, said Manuel. No, Ducrenet will arrange it. I am convinced he will embroil it. You said at the jewellers that I did not understand French, and Ducrenet will let out that I do. I will go, said Beausire. Perhaps that is equally dangerous. Oh, no, only leave me to act. Beausire went down, Ducourneau had found the jewellers much more disposed to politeness and confidence since entering the hotel, 
and also on seeing an old friend, Bossange was delighted. You here, said he, and he approached to embrace him. Ah, you are very amiable today, my rich cousin, said Ducourneau. Oh, said Bossange, if we have been a little separated, forgive, and rent me a service. I came to do it. Thanks. You are then attached to the embassy? Yes. I want advice. On what? On this embassy. I am the Chancellor. That is well, but about the ambassador? I come to you on his behalf to tell you that he begs you to leave his hotel as quickly as possible. The two jewellers looked at each other disconcerted. Because, continued Ducarneau, it seems you have been uncivil to him. But listen. It is useless, said Beausire, who suddenly appeared. His Excellency told you to dismiss them. Do it. But, monsieur, I cannot listen, said Beausire. The Chancellor took his relation by the shoulder and pushed him out, saying, you have spoiled your fortune. Mon Dieu, how susceptible these foreigners are. When one is called Sousa, and has nine hundred thousand francs a year, one has a right to be anything, said Ducourneau. Ah, sighed Bossange. I told you, Beaumet, you were too stiff about it. Well, replied the obstinate German, at least if we do not get his money, he will not get our necklace. Ducourneau laughed. You do not understand either a Portuguese or an ambassador, bourgeois that you are. I will tell you what they are. One ambassador, Monsieur de Potemkin, bought every year for his queen on the 1st of January a basket of cherries which cost 100,000 crowns, 1,000 francs a cherry. Well, Monsieur de Souza will buy up the mines of Brazil till he finds a diamond as big as all yours put together. If it cost him 20 years of his income, what does he care? He has no children. And he was going to shut the door when Bossange said, Arrange this affair, and you shall have... I am incorruptible, said he, and closed the door. That evening the ambassador received this letter. Monseigneur, a man who waits for your orders and desires to present you our respectful excuses is at the door of your hotel, and at a word from your excellency he will place in the hands of one of your people the necklace, of which you did us the honor to speak. Deign to receive, Monseigneur, the assurances of our most profound respect, Beaumet and Bossange. Well, said Manuel on reading this note, the necklace is ours. Not so, said Beausire. It will only be ours when we have bought it. We must buy it. But remember, your excellency does not know French. Yes, I know, but this chancellor. Oh, I will send him away on some diplomatic mission. You are wrong. He will be our security with these men. But he will say that you know French. No, he will not. I will tell him not to do so. Very well, then. We will have up the man. The man was introduced. It was Beaumet himself, who made many bows and excuses, and offered the necklace for examination. Sit down, said Beausire. His Excellency pardons you. Oh, how much trouble to sell, sighed Beaumet. How much trouble to steal, thought Beausire. End of chapter 28